Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. I hope everyone's having a great day. They have risen. They have grinned in. And they have toasted. Sure. I think that's sure. Lucas 1218. Mm, I think so, too. Hi, Claudia. How are you? I'm scared to ask. I'm terrible. Because last time I saw you, we were all together and it was a joyous occasion. And now, not only is it a Monday, we're separated. No more flamingos. I painted over them. (laughs) I do that every week when you leave. I I just put new wallpaper. You create a new mural. I put new wallpaper over new wallpaper. No, Um, I I thought you and Harry were drawing it by hand. Yeah. I miss the flamingos. I'm looking at them right now and they're like, what about us? We only got four days. What, what about us? By the way, can I tell you that I've noticed you making a conscious effort to audibly laugh more? I haven't been making an effort, oh. but my laugh evolves. Mm. It's constantly changing. It used to be a cackle. Then, of course, I go to the tea kettle. During pregnancy, my laugh definitely changed. I yes. think that's when it really became like silent crazy. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to laugh more audibly because the podcast listeners just think I'm a humorless bitch. A humorless wench. Wenchy, oh. Wenchy, oh. Well, you were being a wench yesterday when, um, you stayed in Florida and I came back here. So And you were being a bigger wench when you left my house. Um, sorry, Jackie, that I am a literal, like, best-selling comedian and I have to come back. I have a show in New Jersey on Thursday. Tickets available at girlnojob.com slash tour. Very few seats left. Um, so that's why I'm back. Like, I'm not back for naught. It just, it doesn't, I'm glad for you that you're a best-selling comedian. Thank you. It really doesn't make it hurt any less. No, I completely agree. Like, it doesn't make it hurt any less that you moving to Florida was the right decision for your family, yeah. but it still hurts. Yeah. That's so true. (laughs) So true. So sorry about that, but we're separated again. And this time it was really tough because I think I spoke about last time how I was like so upset to be leaving, but I had a trip planned the next week. Currently, I have no trips planned. No, which is so sad and scary. I do hope that you come like once more and then I'm coming to New York in September. I have so many things to do so many New York things well I'm not and like a, a planner you know I like wake up and I'm like I think I'll go to Florida for the week yeah what if I just went to Florida what if I just bought a ticket what if you just right so it's okay that I don't have anything planned because I'm sure I'll be there soon yeah and then I'll be in New York and we have so many fun things planned so yeah, we do 
then also you have fashion week coming up. I don't right, know why I right. keep like thinking of fashion week. I guess like in some other universe, I should time my trip to New York with fashion week, but no, I'll be there the following week. No, you should time your trip opposite fashion week. No, but like, like steer all clear. The in, but all the influencers, like they come to New York in September, like they're coming for fashion week. There's events, there's this, there's shows. And just for me, um, it's going to be the following week. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's like coming to New York during the UN General Assembly. Like, it's congested. To, There's traffic. You also need, need to plan to your trip. Ch- yeah. I need to check those dates. Yeah, the General Assembly, the city turns upside down. You should come here that week. <laughs> get out of Dodge. I gotta get out of Dodge. Um, but it really was a glorious weekend together. I miss you already. I miss Harry so much. Like, truly, the hardest goodbye is the kids. Like, I, I couldn't even look at you guys. I was just like... Oh my God, Michaela and Harry, like truly, what are they going to do without me? Yeah, I think it's really hard because obviously like you and I FaceTime, you and I text, like I know how you feel, but when you can't communicate with these kids yet, it's hard to like let them know like I'm going, but I love you and we'll call and we'll text and like we'll catch up. It's just like sometimes when a few times Zach has had to travel with Bruno and it's like, yes, Zach, I'm going to miss you, but like I can text you, I can call you, we will communicate. Brew where's mommy no and like in their mind bruno and the other nibblings it's like oh auntie is abandoning but it's like no actually i don't live here i was being kind by coming here you know but you could live in my house if you want to the room is yours by the way now that i've checked out five <laughs> keys five <gasps> keys for all it was a glorious stay five stars all around great bedding Great privacy. You know, nobody was really like entering my room, which I appreciated. Great vibes. Great fan. Great lighting. Great blinds. Great mirrors. Great closet space. Really? Great proximity to the kitchen. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Good wow, stuff. No five complaints. keys. I mean, maybe like 4.7 keys because of the air conditioning situation, but that's more Harry's fault than it is yours. I can't wait for him to grow up and be like, Mom, my room is so hot. Like, oh my God. I'm Crank to, up the AC. I'm trying to I do push-ups. Mom, I'm, I'm trying to do push-ups. Like, can I get some air? Okay, maybe next time he'll be ready for some more AC, but we'll look into that for you. I'm sorry that it wasn't a five-key true experience. No, you know what? Because of the lack of air conditioning, I had to get myself a fan. And that fan kind of like changed my life. Like curling my hair with a fan on is next fucking level. It's like camp. It's like camp. But for me, every day is like camp. Like whenever I'm doing my hair, I'm just sweating. And I got to get like a like a standing fan for my vanity because I hate getting all clamped while getting ready. It's like counterintuitive. Yeah, it is counterintuitive. Honestly, so many things about moving down here feel like camp like I really haven't left the house a lot the few times that I have it really feels like I I have a period off that's funny yesterday and Olivia and I like we made a plan a few days ago to get manicures because both of our nails were decrepit I hadn't had a manicure since New York I think it was like five weeks total and Olivia I don't know the last time she had a manicure so we got our period off yesterday and we got manicures and pedicures and we're just new women. At least you guys like have an excuse for being decrepit. You know, you have actual children who rely on you for survival. Um, I'm just decrepit, period. I just can't believe you don't have a manicure in New York. I feel like you were doing it like out of solidarity with us. For sure, for sure. No, because it's like we were all supposed to get manicures together like every day in Florida. Like if we ever had had time, we would have gotten manicures. But, but, so the thing is, is like I have spent three out of the last four weeks in Florida. And right before I left for the first trip, I was like, oh, I need to get a manicure. And then I'm like, wait, no, that'll be like a fun thing to do with the aunties. Like we'll all go sisters manicure trip. And then it's like, oh, you guys are too busy with, you know, 
your children to get manicures. And I really kind of experienced the sacrifices of motherhood. <laughs> um, so now I'm just left manicureless. Yeah. You got to take care of that before your big show. I know. And you know what else? I have stumbled upon facial TikTok, specifically this one place, Dallas Med Spa. Um, I was up for an hour last night watching their ASMR hydrofacials. First of all, when you go to Dallas, since you go sometimes, you have to go. Like, okay. it looks like such a premium experience. They do derm. Um, this is not sponsored. Like, they just have like a, there's like this random one spa that has a huge presence on TikTok. And it makes me, I'm like in search for a really good hydro facial. I want to get dermaplaned. And that's kind of on my priority. And I need a haircut. Yeah, the place where I get my facials that you don't like, Hate. they they do hydrofacials. That's why I go. No, I know. Jackie was like, I got a hydrofacial. This was like a year ago, maybe more. No, it was more because it was when Cameron Westcott came on the toast. Oh, wow. So like three years ago. Yeah, but you know what happened actually? So she came on the toast and we were like, how do you look so amazing? She's like, I get hydrofacials. Yeah. So then like hydrofacial reached out to me because I said like, oh my God, I want that. And they gave me like a store locator and they were like, just pick any one of these places and then you'll go there. So I just chose one that you personally didn't like. Maybe they'll reach out to you and you could choose a different one. Okay, Jackie went to this place. She was like, it's amazing. I go, it's literally this forlorn closet in the back of a spot. It was like... You're so particular and very, you have like high standards for everything. So Jackie says the place is great. I'm like, oh, this is going to be five I said star. the facial was great. I didn't say the place was great. The place was unique. I said the facial was great. It wasn't, you know, girl on. I want like five fans. keys. I want it no. all. Okay. Those facials from those spas are enjoyable. Boo hickey. They're, they don't do anything. They put on cream, they take it off. They Agreed. put on exfoliator, they, they face. take it off. They put on a, a warm towelette, they take it off. They wash your face. Yeah. yeah. A hotel spa is not going to give you a gorgeous facial. You need to go to like a med spa or like a real facial place. But I also want like a massage, the luxury, some crystals. They were doing like crystals. Like I want that plus like a good fucking facial. Yeah. You know who you should ask? Who? Aside from hoping hydrofacial reaches No, I'm just out. hoping like a premiere. That's why I brought it up. I'm like, I just need someone to tell me like, what's the best right. facial? I'll go. I just need to know where it is. Okay. But if no one tells you, you should ask Skinny Confidential. Oh, that's actually such a good call. She's I wonder, always getting a glorious facial. I wonder if she knows about Dallas Med Spa. I wonder. But she definitely knows of a good place in New York, which yeah. is like sad because you live there. But. No, like the way I'm about to book a flight to go get a facial at this place, you have to go. Okay, maybe we could go together one day. We'll add it to the list of big dreams. Oh, speaking of big dreams that came to fruition, Jackie and I finally saw Elvis. Yes, you ain't nothing but, but a hound dog. Crying all the time. Tell him, sis. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Oh! Crying all the time. Hey, hey. You oh, ain't you ain't never caught a rabbit. You ain't no friend of mine. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
The movie is totally like living up to the hype. It was really, really good, especially um, Austin Butler. I think Austin Butler was definitely living up to the hype. Um, and I was surprised there wasn't a bigger conversation around the crime that was committed by Tom Hanks's presence in the film. He was <laughs> literally atrocious. He made me almost want to stop watching, especially because he was just as much of a main character as Elvis was. And just conceptually, like the movie being told from his point of view, not my favorite stylistic choice. I would have made different choices, but choices were made. And Tom Hanks literally, he needs a break, like from acting. I need a break from him. He needs a break from the work because he's obviously lost his touch. His accent as a Dutch person I'm surprised there's not a petition going around Holland it was so fucking <laughs> offensive god forbid they just get like a actual Dutch person because I think of all the accents like Dutch is very difficult like I get it <laughs> Tom Hanks has neither the skill nor the talent that he thinks he possesses because that accent was giving like Halloween town it was so bad he was so bad and I think part of it was his character was like this moron so like you were set out to hate him already. But Tom Hanks did such a bad job. I cannot believe that that is one of the most critically acclaimed actors of our time. Um, he's obviously lost his touch. He is nothing of the sort. He ruined the movie, dead ass. And I just think he owes us all uh, an apology. Wow. Hottest take yet. And I, I don't even think it's hot. I think everyone agrees. Oh, I haven't seen any really reviews. I actually, when I was Googling Elvis, the man after the movie, just because I loved the movie, I enjoyed it thoroughly, but it made me feel like I know nothing about Elvis because, I mean, I didn't know a lot about Elvis, but then you watch a biopic and you expect like, okay, I got the gist. I finished the movie and I was like, what happened with Elvis? Like, yes. I didn't feel like they told like his story in a way that really made sense. And a lot of things like didn't add up. Whereas I'm sure in like real life they added up. Like for me, I didn't understand why he leaned so heavily on this big ugly loser, Colonel Tom Parker, when he had like a really stable and loving home life. Like that's just typically not how it goes. But clearly there was something about his home life that left him open to this vulnerability for this like big loser to take advantage of him. Completely and, agree. And like make him join the circus, even though he already had upwards momentum in the music industry. Like that, I'm sure in real life, like obviously it made sense. That's what happened. But it didn't make sense to me as, you know, a novice and a lay person. It made me want to read like a biography about Elvis to get the actual facts but it definitely spiked my curiosity in Elvis I'm just like I know he's like the actual goat but I just feel like he's kind of underrated okay let me say this my one and only true gripe with the film like if I were to talk to Boz Boz Lerman mm -hmm. a lot of things weren't adding up because my takeaway if I had never heard of Elvis in my life my takeaway would have been oh Elvis is a big fat loser. Like he's a failure. He sucks. Nothing he did ever really like mounted to anything huge. He had and he's so many like so much momentum almost. and like false starts. So I, if you would have asked me if I never heard of him, I said, uh, I don't think people would be talking about Elvis in the next 20, 30 years. That was the takeaway from the, like the movies mm -hmm. were good, but then they stunk. The tour was almost great, but then he went back to Vegas. So everything was just like failure, failure, failure. And I'm sure like anyone, Elvis's life was filled with highs, lows, you know, successes and failures. But the movie just, and I think this was really supposed to be educating like a younger demographic on Elvis. And I won't be surprised if the younger generation thinks Elvis was a big fat failure. Like, 
like yeah and I would have thought that I mean at the end they do say he sold more solo units than anyone of all time which is like I didn't get any of that from the movie anytime he was having success it was literally a 30 second montage until the next failure and I agree I'm like oh so this guy never made it he literally never left the country he just like stayed in Vegas and as he said he like was playing in a mausoleum every single night and it just made you think like this man lived and it was very sad and he was so not very successful. Plus then he needed $8 million. He didn't have $8 million. Did he never make $8 million? How much did his dad actually spend? What would he actually have been worth? Like, did anybody ever realize that when he was getting a million dollars a year for a residency in Vegas, like, and then he, he could have been doing a million dollars per world tour. But like, was Colonel Tom Parker right about the fact that those world tours would have cost so much? Like, can someone just like tell us some facts? Yeah, there was a lot of context missing, especially as it pertained to like money. Yeah, and just numbers and success. And it just seemed like, oh, Elvis had some momentum. They shut him down. They sent him to the army. He came back, but he was sad. And then he did movies, but the movies were lame. Right. I feel like they never really captured the magnitude of his success. Like, especially the movies. No. The movies is the perfect example. Like, his early work. And yes, eventually he did so many movies. Like, then it was just a factory and they weren't. But in the beginning, like, there was a period where he was, like, the biggest movie star doing really serious acting roles. Like, they just glazed over the huge cultural impact he had when he had it and just jumped and I know that they were covering 42 years in the I know it was a lot and that's why it was a three-hour movie but I still don't feel like they really accurately painted a picture of what his career was yeah I agree and like some of his movies I don't know if they said it in the in the movie or I researched it after but like Love Me Tender is a serious movie like Viva Las Vegas I know that movie Mm -hmm. Viva Las Las Vegas. Vegas Uh, and I feel like he has so many more hits that he didn't sing. And I just felt like they, they missed the magnitude of Elvis, but I loved the movie. I'm having a renaissance with Elvis. Hot. Oh my God. So hot. Just so talented. So interesting. Priscilla. Oh my God. And she's from the society and I just love and I ship and like, and, and then all of us, they were so in love. They were so rock solid. We never saw him with another woman. All of a sudden he's kissing his fans. He's fucking other girls and Priscilla's leaving. And she knew about other girls. Yes. Like so much context was missing. Yeah. And it's like, did Elvis ever have another love? Like, I, I don't know anything. Such a good point. Um, and I loved that you really got to, oh, and there were a couple of things they didn't touch on. One, like the fact that Priscilla was literally 14. Whatever. He was 24. Let's not talk about it. Um, the other thing was like Elvis's Jewish roots. Like they meant they kind of alluded to it once at the beginning when they just showed him wearing a Jewish star. But like Elvis was Jewish for safety he reasons. He could be a Jew and believe in God. Exactly. In his childhood, he didn't... Um, wasn't publicly Jewish. I think, you know, it wasn't a great time to be a Jew. Mm. Um, Is it ever? And he was very proudly Jewish in his career. None of that was spoken about. Um, So I just felt like there were like core pieces of his life that were just kind of glazed over. Yeah, I agree. But overall, so good. Austin Butler is so good. I don't even know that much about Elvis or watched him, but like the silhouette of him, the mannerisms, like sometimes it really, and especially when it was far away, like Mm -hmm. it really looked like Elvis. I do feel like in some scenes they actually fused their faces together with some sort of CGI when it was further away. But just like the shoulders, the walk, the costumes, it was, it was amazing. It was really amazing. And 
it was nothing short of amazing. It just then piqued my curiosity like now about Elvis. So if anybody has any Elvis documentaries or books, it just I just need one. I just want to understand more about the man. And I just felt like his personality was missing too. Like the movie made him seem like a big loser when he right. is literally like the coolest man on the planet. Right. He was obviously like extremely outspoken and principled, like especially when it came to like the Bobby Kennedy thing and the civil rights movement. So he wasn't this like shy doormat. Like he had a voice, but then when it came to the colonel and maybe that's how it was, I just would have liked to understand more how he could have been both people, you know? Yeah. And how he could be so under the colonel's spell when it seemed like he was a, a, you know, a whole person. Yeah. And this also, guy's a literal, uh, like, clown from the ogre. circus. Ogre. Clown from the circus. Whatever's not. And we said this while we were watching it, but what the fuck was the snow and the snowman? Snowman. The snowman and the showman. Like, I guess, you know, Tom Parker made it snow. And, and Elvis, like, what, did, what, did snow mean money? They never. I have no idea. I thought rain was money. Seriously, I really think Tom Hanks, like, he has more money than God. He needs a serious break from acting. He's obviously overworked. He's losing his, losing it. Yeah. The the star quality. I also Um, think, and I'm usually not one of these people who's like, if the person doesn't look like the character, they shouldn't play the character. But the amount of prosthetics that they had to put on him to make him into, it was distracting. No, and honestly, like he's, um, like at this point, current moment in time he's not a skilled enough actor for the job like I'm sorry he couldn't do the accent and you know who I kept thinking and he he also it doesn't come off evil like you can't you like you can't be Andy from Toy Story and Forrest like he just doesn't have the range to be all of them there are some actors who are inherently evil who's the guy you know the guy the Nazi Christopher Christoph Waltz he should and he could do Dutch. I know it. His German accent was perfect. Maybe he might be German. Actually, I don't even know. That's how good the accent was. Yeah, Tom Hanks is too recognizable. It just it was not a good call. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, maybe the they wanted you to like he should be this like affable guy that you think is you know in Elvis's corner. That's probably how Elvis felt about him, like this father figure, and he's just not that. He's nothing of the sort. Whatever they were going for didn't work. Austin Butler was incredible, deserves an Oscar nomination, perhaps the Oscar. Tom Hanks he, deserves a Razzie. Uh, and that's why the movie was so good, because it had both. Range. Um, I also am officially all caught up on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and starting this week, I will get back to the recaps. I put up on my Instagram story my full thoughts, because they're like they required a lot of flushing out. So if you're interested in like, a really detailed analysis of Beverly Hills, feel free to go over to my Instagram story. However, um, what I will say is that I I would take a bullet for Garcelle. Like I am, like obsession doesn't even begin. And you know who's really, um, I think, becoming obsessed with Garcelle too? Like just drinking up her energy. Andy. Kathy Hilton. Ooh. And these two queens together laughing about homeless, not toothless, was one of the highlights of my life. Not laughing at the organization, just the name. And Dorit was getting like so butthurt about everyone. Just they accidentally kept calling it toothless, not homeless. And or no. Yeah. Yeah. See, they're they were just having trouble. Like it was so funny. And now I think I read somewhere that like the uh, 
The charity is being investigated for misappropriating funds, which is just great for the community. Um, it was a, it was a boring episode, but it's just so crazy how Lisa Rinna, in, in a matter of like maybe a year, has turned into the biggest villain, and it's clearly intentional. She, I think, has started to use this show as like a marketing machine because this week was a Rinna Beauty event, um, and she was being her unhinged self as usual um, when it comes to something that she is behind, you know, like her Rinna Rosé, now it's the Rinna Beauty. It's giving like low budget everything Lisa Rinna does, aside from like her behavior on the show where it actually just, she doesn't really, she's not acting like a good housewife anymore, but for Beverly Hills being this like really elite, rich, like all these events, she's throwing Rinna Beauty, Rinna Rosé, like everything is just giving low budget energy um, and it's giving Real Housewives of Orange County energy and I just think the franchise is above a lot of this stuff. Damn. I don't think there really is a place for Lisa Rinna any longer. And honestly, kind of Erica too. Because Erica, she used to be all that with the glamour, but also all that with the drama. Yeah, and, and just the personality, like the confessionals, the one-liners. Yes. Now her confessionals, her one-liners are so dark and like not kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Her life isn't doesn't have that glamour. And like her only real contribution to the storyline is being mean to Sutton and that's kind of what everyone joins the show and they're like I'm gonna be mean to Sutton and think it, that it makes me interesting and I'm here to tell you that it doesn't actually it makes you look like a bully and honestly I don't know how Sutton maintains her friendship with Kyle because the way that like everyone snaps at Sutton in an instant and says like low-key really fucked up shit and then moves on the way that no one defends Sutton except for Garcelle and Garcelle gets shit on for defending her. If that was me, if I was Sutton, I would cry at every single event. Like even the smallest things that don't become storylines are so fucking mean. Yeah. I can't like, and Sutton is no perfect housewife, but does, she's getting like the villain wrath. Yeah. No, she's like a nice person. She's just quirky. She's just different and kind of weird, but um, there's so much injustice happening on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's making it like infuriating to watch. That injustice can do that. Yeah. Injustice can do that. So that's a little TV recap. We've got a great show. Five stories. It was the weekend, so we got some juicy ones. Yeah. Then we have Unburden Yourselves, and they're quite, quite shameful. Are I can't they quite lie. onerous, burdensome? What's onerous mean? Burdensome. They're quite burdensome. You're going to cringe, especially from the last one. Yikes, so, big yikes. Bi it's big yikes energy, B-Y-E. Okay. Well, I guess without further ado and without further talk about Elvis, it is time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Olipop, a new kind of soda. Tastes just like the sodas we grew up with, but unlike other sodas that are full of sugar, corn syrup, and artificial ingredients like aspartame, Olipop is made with natural ingredients that are actually good for you. They have amazing nostalgic flavors like vintage cola, classic root beer, orange squeeze, cherry vanilla, strawberry vanilla, and their newest flavor, classic grape. So I told you guys that I was really trying to cut back on soda. Olipop has been really helpful for that because there's so many good flavors that taste really similar to like iconic soda flavors. 
I, I'm obviously into the classic vintage cola because that's kind of my vice of choice. Um, they're really good. They're good for you. It's a great substitute. And if you're looking to cut down on soda or you're just looking for a delicious beverage, you know, to have with your lunch, check out Olipop that uses functional ingredients that combine the benefits of prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanicals to support your microbiome and benefit digestive health. The vintage cola has just two grams of sugar compared to a regular Coke, which has 39 grams. The orange squeeze has five grams of sugar. Orange Fanta has 44 grams of sugar. Their products are non-GMO, vegan, paleo, keto-friendly, and they have less than eight grams net carbs per can. You can receive 20% off plus free shipping on your order when you go to drinkolipop.com slash toast, or you can just use code toast at checkout to get the deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P dot com slash toast for 20% off plus free shipping on your order. Olipop can also be found in over 8,000 stores across the country, including Walmart, Target, Kroger, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and Publix. You know we are pub girlies. <laughs> Today's episode is also brought to you by ZipRecruiter. There's so many more things to do during the summer, and you want to free up as much time as possible to enjoy them. So if you're a business owner, the last thing you want to do is sort through tons of unqualified candidates, resumes, cover letters when you could be, I don't know, by the pool, at the beach, spending time with your family. That's why you need ZipRecruiter to get great candidates. They're doing the work for you. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash toast. So here's how it works. They'll use their powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review these recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply. They have a complete suite of tools that makes it easy to filter, review, and rate your candidates. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. We have used ZipRecruiter for years. If you're looking to hire anyone for your business or any sort of role in your life, check out ZipRecruiter. It is by far the easiest and most effective way to hire. Soak up all that summer has to offer and let ZipRecruiter do the work for you. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash toast and that's where you can try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-O-A-S-T. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Thank you, McClardia. You're welcome. You're welcome. Are you ready for our first story, the big news of the weekend? Love is in the air. Ben Affleck and J-Lo got married this weekend with their big, big wedding. Their old Hollywood-themed wedding at his $8.9 million state in Georgia, where guests enjoyed cigars and beautiful scenery. She was wearing a Ralph Lauren gown. Mm. Daily Mail has the intimate photos of the venue. Also, there was a sign that said, let me, Jennifer and Ben, baby, I love you. Heart and soul, let's get loud. Oh, I fucking love a reference to let's get loud. The greatest song on earth, catch me at about mitzvah, like losing my mind to that song. Um, Something about Ben and Jen is extremely chuggy. Yeah. They are giving chuggy energy. um, And I love that for them. I think it's like extremely appropriate, especially for J-Lo. She definitely like in her personal life exudes chuggy energy. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I have become so fatigued with these two. Like I couldn't give less of a shit. Except I do find it really interesting that she wore Ralph Lauren. Um, And I kind of think it's really appropriate because in a way, these two are like America's sweethearts. Like they were at one point. Um, you know, she's just a girl from the Bronx. He's just a boy from Boston. Like they really are, um, 
that and they were when they were younger so I would have thought she would have worn I feel like she has a really good relationship with like Versace obviously because of the dress I feel like she did like a Valentino campaign I feel like she could have worn a lot of different designers and I'm sure anyone would have wanted to work with her and I never would have guessed Ralph Lauren but I don't know it's Georgia like it kind of makes sense yeah she also wore Ralph Lauren for the Vegas nuptials that pretty dress Oh, so yeah. it's just a Ralph Lauren moment for her. I agree. It is kind of surprising. I could see it being like Versace. Imagine if she wore like the green dress, but in white. Right. Would, like for, but for she like doesn't the after party. Want that. No, she doesn't want that. She just wants classic, you know? Yeah, because she's everything, like chuggy. She's like traditional. Everything about this wedding is just like Pinterest. Yeah. You know, you choose your aesthetic and, and that's what you get. It's They're not trying to be different or too cool they're just I mean, like two people in love celebrating what, love what is more chuggy than getting married on a house that is plantation style yeah that i mean come on do we learn nothing from blake lively and ryan reynolds like but it's his house it's his house uh he tried to sell it a few years ago for like I would eight, too. 8.9 million dollars but he didn't mm-hmm. it's 87 acres and i guess it just became the perfect venue for for their love story and it was a plantation? Okay, I or have Or they say it's plantation inspired. I think it's plantation inspired. I don't know that it was it's ever a like working an inspo plantation. That like I think we should be like, you know, of like course. into like who would be glorifying a plantation? Like that's honestly fucking weird. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> it's a big yikes. It's a big yikes. And this will come back to haunt them. It did Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. It will J-Lo and Ben. But I also feel like even though I'm becoming so fatigued with these two, I also feel like there wasn't a lot of hoopla around this wedding. They weren't releasing like People magazine. All the photos Daily Mail has is from some freak hanging from a helicopter. Yeah, well, there was a no-fly zone over the wedding. So like we Mm. really don't have wedding pictures. Daily Mail has like pictures of the interior of the house. It looks like pictures from when like the house was on the market. When the house was on the market and like here are some of the pictures of the basement. No, it's giving realtor.com. Yeah, they really don't have and Daily Mail is the only place that has pictures like every other publication just has like red carpet photos of Ben and Jen I feel like in a few days we will get the real photos at on the JLo newsletter oh you don't think it's going to be a Vogue exclusive no I really Mm. I think it's going to be an on the JLo exclusive and you should subscribe okay hold on because I unsubscribe she's constantly subscribing in and out of on the JLo so when she put the announcement on okay on the JLo I subscribed when she put the engagement announcement. Then I'm like, wait, I missed the engagement announcement. So then I unsubscribed. Now let me resubscribe on the JLo. She's got great SEO. She comes up first. Let me put in my email. So you'll be the first to know. Except I like never check my email. I'm all signed up. Check your email for regular updates on news, special experiences, exclusive content, and more from JLo. Will do. We need that exclusive content today. Also, notably, your favorite person in the world, Casey Affleck, wasn't there. Ben's brother. Wait, why is he my favorite person in the world? Because you love the lobster. He was in the lobster. Right? Let me tell you, if Casey Affleck came and farted in my mouth, I would have no fucking idea who he was. Like, he gets talked about, like, just as much as Ben, mostly because he's, like, a controversial um, freak. But uh, when I tell you I'm sorry to this man... I have no clue what he looks like. Was he in The Lobster? No. Oh, who was in The Lobster? I feel like it was Russell Crowe. Colin Farrell. Same thing. Literally same thing. Oh my God, I'm crying. I don't know why I thought he was. 
I'm like, please don't slander my name. Casey Affleck has been accused of horrendous things. He's not my favorite person. Claudia loves Casey. He's just like one of those guys for her that Shut she just up. can't quit him. Jackie, please stop <laughs> lying. Anyways, he wasn't there, which is weird. They're brothers. Uh, Are they even he, close? I think so. But he posted on his Instagram. Apparently, like, parental obligations kept him at home, which is very possible. But he posted an Instagram, a throwback picture of himself and Jen, saying good things are worth waiting for. Here's to twists and tw- turns, new beginnings, and finding new reservoirs of old love. That's actually kind of sweet. Welcome to the family. Get ready for some real dysfunction. Kidding. I am kidding. Jen, you are a gem. We love you so much. Red heart emoji. Okay, so you're telling me Casey Affleck couldn't find a babysitter. I'm telling <laughs> you, J-Lo told him to stay home. Like, for real. Because of, like, his He's, like, crimes. radioactive. He's been accused of, like, horrible things. Doing horrible things to women. I'm sure J-Lo's like, get the fuck, like, get the fuck away. Hold on. Stay away from this plantation. <laughs> we have our own problems over here. Casey Affleck scandal. Yeah, sorry. I, I know that there's a big one, and I don't remember what it is. That's why I, I keep being vague. He was accused of sexual misconduct on the set of his mockumentary back in 2010. Two women sued the actor for sexual harassment. Like I said. From the set of that. Got it. So um, I always forget that they're related. I always thought for I, but for a while, I thought it was just a coincidence that they both had the name Affleck. Yeah. But I guess it's not a coincidence. There can only be one Affleck in this town. They don't look alike. No, not at all. Uh, whatever the reason he didn't show up, I'm sure J-Lo is extremely grateful whether she had something to do with it or not. Yeah, for sure. It would have just overshadowed the whole thing. Oh, I don't No, I think honestly the fact that he's not there kind of not overshadows whatsoever, but it's like a whole other article. Where was Casey Affleck? Um, right. I don't think, think she cared either way. What celebrities do you think were there? I was thinking that this morning. Matt Damon, for sure. Yes. Leah Remini, for sure. Yes. Her friendship with J-Lo is like my favorite thing. It's her favorite thing too. She's always posting about it on social media. I would do the same if J-Lo was my best friend. Did you watch J-Lo's documentary? Mm-mm. So I don't know like her other close friends because she's like friendly with Kim, but I don't think close enough for this, what seems relatively intimate wedding. Yeah. It was giving friends and family. Yeah. But it was like 400K was a big, actually that's what Daily, Daily Mail says, but I feel like it was more. That's... Just That's on security alone. A celebrity. Yeah. Security, right. Well, they didn't have to pay for the venue. Or the dress, probably. Yeah. They probably got a lot of free tings. Chuggy. <laughs> um, also, story one, subset B, in wedding news, Sarah Hyland and Wells Adams got married this weekend. Finally. The cast of, of Modern Family showed up and showed out. They were married at Sunstone Winery near Santa Barbara, California on Saturday. Which Bachelor peeps were there? I saw Sofia Vergara, Julie Bowen, like the whole crew was there from Modern yeah. Family. So just tell me if Sofia Vergara was like with, you know, Chase McNary. Like who was there, <laughs> you know? I don't know which Bachelor people were there. It's like not in the article. And I haven't, I didn't see anything from Bachelor Nation. I only saw from Modern Family socials. Yeah, me too, by the way. That's how I knew they got married. I saw a selfie of like the crew. Yeah. No, but I need to know if Sophia Vergara was at a table with Chase McNary. <laughs> yeah, no, like that's just like what I find interessant um, about these two as a couple. They have been together, engaged forever. Forever, it's three nice. year, a three-year engagement. But you I don't know, think I, at any point people were like, are they, aren't they? I think just like co- they were really COVID couple. Yeah. 
and they waited till they could do it really big. And I'm really nice. happy for them that they're married. I'm happy for them too. I think it's cute. Um, love to see people from Bachelor Nation moving on up in this world. Mm-hmm. And I'm wishing them a lifetime of happiness. Me as well. But I do need to know which Bachelor people were there. I feel like there were not a lot. Like just the closest of friends. Like Wells is pretty good friends with Nick Vile, right? Oh, good question. And what about Chris Harrison? Interesting. I guess we'll, they'll do a people exclusive, you know? Oh, for sure. I'll keep keep your people notifications. Turn them back on. Oh, my I God. I can't with that, their notifications. I know. You couldn't take one more breaking news recipe from the pioneer woman. No, and they're always throwing Queen Elizabeth's name into a breaking news thing. You can't like do that a, to people. Yeah, because they want you to like, oh, my God, and then tap it and realize, no, she's not dead. She just doesn't have the same color hunter boots as Jennifer Garner. So sick. Taking advantage of our time. Also, Jennifer Gardner was spotted, like, out marketing this weekend. Good for her. I I feel like she is an unbothered queen, honestly. Like, I think the end of her marriage with Ben Affleck was so horrendous. I think she had a boyfriend, like, while he was, you know, out getting help and their marriage was ending. And I think all she wanted was for it to be over so she could be with her mans. I think she's bothered. Maybe there's like a little bit of bother. I think she's only it's the bothered because with. it's J-Lo. If it were any other right. person on the planet, unbothered. But he right, chose the one that, person that could hurt her. D- no, not even hurt her. Does that invalidate their whole relationship? No. But one but could think that it does if you're spiraling, you know? Yeah. I think she's bothered. But she, her image is very. Premium premium so she's not gonna show herself being bothered whatsoever no she is like a tier of celebrity um very successful acting career behind her she gives mogul energy now I know she's like an investor in a lot of those like mom brands that are organic you know grass-fed bottle-fed things oh I gotta check it out but also she's just adored and her brand is very smiley happy lovey and, you know, being bothered by her ex's new relationship is not on brand. So no. we'll never get any sort of indication. But how could you not be? You know, she's from an era of movies like rom-coms, things like that, um, that remind me of Jessica Beale. And I feel like if somebody doesn't say Jessica Beale's name every six months, I will forget that she is alive. Yeah. Where is she? I don't know. I don't know if she like works a lot or maybe she's just being a mom. Yeah. It just makes you think I literally forget she exists like once a week. No, like once a month. I guess she is similar to Jessica Garner. Like that time. But Jessica Garner kind of also reminds me of like Sandra Bullock, who reminds me of Julia Roberts. No, Sandra Bullock and Julia Roberts, I think are like a, they, like, they have been nominated for Oscars, you know? Jennifer Gardner, Jessica Biel, like they were in that like rom-com type of... Would you say Cameron Diaz? No, she's in a league of her own. I agree. I fucking love that woman. (laughs) I really do. Yeah. Does she have a book? She needs a book. That's a memoir I would read. She needs a book. When I think of Cameron Diaz, I think of Katherine Heigl. Okay. They were both mm-hmm. they were both in that rom-com scene, but the no, queens but Ka- of it. But Cameron Diaz was before Katherine Heigl. Yes, but I think in terms of similar careers. Yeah, like I agree. The highest paid actresses 
for a long period of time without being at the Oscars. Yep. But their movies have a lasting impact on our culture. And on our hearts and minds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's all the wedding news from the weekend. Are you ready for our next story? Switching gears. Yes, ma'am. Scott Disick's Lamborghini SUV flips over in a terrifying single car crash. Scott Disick's Lamborghini SUV flipped over in a car crash on Sunday. The talentless founder sustained a minor cut to his head, TMZ reported. That doesn't sound good. The talentless founder. Well, the founder is a good title. Yeah, but it sounds like he's a founder with no talent, not the founder of a company called Talentless. Capital T makes all the difference. That's why capitalization is everything, kids. That's why grammar is important. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Ooh, Claudia, it's a little early for these sensual sounds. Oh, yeah, take your top off. You know who would have sounded so good singing conjunction? You ain't nothing but a... Yeah, Dog big, play a big Mama I Thornton. Get it? Fraud, not frog. Play a I get it? I will continue to sing frog. Yeah, frog is really fun. But anyways, Elvis would have murdered Conjunction Junction. Hundred percent. Literally at the international. No, not Elvis. Elvis. Oh, I was saying Big Mama Thornton. Oh, I was thinking Elvis. But they both would have killed it. Killed it. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Anyways, Scott Disick uh, sustained a minor cut to his head but refused medical attention at the scene of the accident in L.A. The wreck involved only his car with a source telling the site that speed appeared to have played a role in the flip. Photos obtained by TMZ show his Lamborghini on its side just a few feet away from a destroyed stone mailbox in a ritzy neighborhood. The single car crash occurred around 3 p.m. Pacific in Calabasas and no arrests were made as a result. A source told the outlet that Scott did not seem impaired at the scene. He did not receive a ticket or citation of any kind and he has not publicly commented on the incident. Is this giving like a little nefariousness? A little, just like a little yeah. bit speed racer. Right, three o'clock in a residential neighborhood, broad daylight, what, you, what the fuck are you speeding for? What the fuck are you doing? Right, especially like... Because a lot of this sounds like Anne H, like driving in a residential neighborhood in the middle of the day going too fast. Not, so I it's don't, like, no, it doesn't sound apples to apples because like she crashed. No, but like a lot of the details are reminiscent. Yeah. And you would think like after that just happened, everyone would be on like high alert. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but it's got, no. he should stop it. And he just has like a nefarious nature to him. Yeah. At least it was only like, one car involved. I mean, I hope like he's okay and it sounds like he's fine. And if if he wasn't speeding or doing anything, then it sounds like he could have a lawsuit on his hands. Right. With from Lamborghini. Well, also, um, that's just a weird thing about car crashes like this, how like you can, like a car can be flipped and the person can get out totally unscathed or dead. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, I just saw a headline this morning about like this family the parents died their ford f-150 flipped over and the the roof of it crunched like Mm. as if they were they might as well have been in a convertible and they were awarded 1.7 billion dollars by ford that's why i'm saying as they should this could be a lawsuit if the the car malfunctioned right right no but that's like ben's friend pete was in an accident you should have seen the car jackie was completely totaled he's fine it's crazy 
It's like, it, how is it so one or the other? The it's parents like were killed in that Ford F-150. Right, right. That's why it's so important to wear a seatbelt, honestly. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping Scott's okay, but if he declined medical attention, hopefully he's fine. Yeah, totally. Are you ready for our next story, which is so crazy considering the news of last week? Well, not so, I mean, I don't want to overhype it. It's just interesting. <laughs> Okay. Is it the overhyped slash not overhyped, like interesting story that's brought to you by First Leaf? Yes. Cause you're going to want a glass of wine after hearing this. Do you like to unwind with our podcast and a nice glass of wine? Well, First Leaf is making it simple to discover new wines that you will love. They learn your tastes, then they deliver quality wines right to your door. Forget driving to the wine shop and forget shopping by the label and forget overspending on bottles you don't like. With First Leaf, you rate each wine you receive with a simple thumbs up or thumbs down, and then their experts will send you personalized selections with new and exciting bottles in every box. They can recommend wines you'll love with a 96% accuracy. So as your taste evolves, so will the wines that you receive. So I love to drink wine. I know nary a thing about wine. I just know what I like and I know what I don't like. I don't know any of the words. I don't know any brands. So a company like First Leaf is great. It's also a great price to constantly be stocked on wine. You know that you're, there's a 96% chance that you're going to like it. I think those are pretty good odds. And if you're not completely satisfied with a bottle, they will credit you for another at First Leaf. It's wine made simple. Sign up today and you'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. That is six bottles of wine for under $40. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash toast. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash toast to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Tryfirstleaf.com slash toast. Great. Thank you. Um, so love is... Love is dead, you guys, because Love oh, is yeah. Blind star Danielle Rule filed for divorce from Nick Thompson. So Danielle and Nick from season two of Love is Blind were the other couple that got married this season. We were just talking about the first couple to announce their divorce last week, Ayana and Jarrett. And we said like, oh, Danielle and Nick are still going strong and they probably always will. Um, but then they she filed for divorce. And I just feel like each couple didn't want to be the first and Danielle and Nick held out as long as they could. And then when Ayana oh. and Jarrett pulled the plug, they were like, great. Now, you know, we weren't the first. I think that the show makes you stay married for a decent amount of time, maybe a year. And that, like, um, time restriction recently came up. And that's why we're hearing about both divorces in the, in the span of one week. You really think that they can make them stay married? No, but I think that they can force them not to s announce that they've gotten married until a certain amount of time has passed. Okay, interesting. So you think that all these couples broke up like a while ago? On their own timelines, but I don't think that they've been married up until last week. In, in a romantic oh, sense, at least. Wow, conspiracy. Maybe, maybe legally they have been married. But separated. Living totally separate lives. You know what? I feel like Danielle, Nick, Ayanna, Jared, are, since they are reality stars, they were, you know, once regular people. And I feel like they have, like, friends mm -hmm. out there. Like, if anyone knows why these couples split up, can you let me know? Yeah. I'm just curious. Because, like, we, I feel like we really got to know, we really get to know them as much as you possibly can on a reality show. You see, like, the good, the bad, the ugly of their relationships. And I did feel like these two couples, even though I could tell you what their issues were, you mm -hmm. know, like he's this way, she's this way, we're different, but opposites attract and they worked through it. And I just like want to know at the end of the day, what came between them? What was it? Was it, was it the dancing on tables? Was it the costumes in the apartment? The thing is, is that I agree with what you're saying as it pertains to Nick and Danielle. I don't think that Jared and Ayana were ever really a good match. 
Yeah. But I think that they just really liked each other. But sometimes Great. you have to ask yourself, is love enough? That should is be love blind. That should be the next show. Like love is blind. We're questioning whether or not love is blind. Love is enough. Yeah. Love is blind. But is it enough? No, sometimes it's not like that's what happens when you, you know, fall in love with someone in this like vacuum fake vacuum right and then you go back to real life and it's like we got bills to pay we have things to do that happens on the bachelor all the time it's easy to fall in love with someone living in a mansion someone else is paying for yeah yeah but then schedules and families like life relationships are hard Mm -hmm. so it's easy to have like an attraction to someone and have a relationship flourish in a world with no real consequences but then you go back to your smelly apartment and shit's not the same yeah especially when the apartment is smelly of course and with Nick and Danielle like I did find this genuinely shocking um and if I had to guess just based on what I know about them um why their relationship ended I I would have to assume it has a lot to do with Danielle because Nick was like all in accepted her for who she was and she just like could not believe that somebody wanted to marry her and loved her yeah she she was like self-sabotaging she was but he was a little I don't know. I have to mm-hmm. go back and watch, but I just felt like he was a little particular. I do feel like this definitely kind of chips at the credibility of the uh, show. That was my next question because we're two for two on season one. We're 0 for two on season two. Does that mean we're neutral and Love is Blind is, you know, equally as successful as it is unsuccessful? I don't know. Like the thing that really kind of set it apart from all these other shows, even shows on Netflix, The Bachelor, Love Island, is that the first round, like we got two really strong marriages. And by the way, even if one of those couples from season one now would get divorced, I would still consider it a success. Yes, I agree. But I do feel like these two, but you know what? There was a lot going on in the world at that time. COVID changed a lot of things for a lot of people. Maybe I can consider it a blank slate. Maybe I need one more season to make my decision. I agree. Fool me twice, shame on me. Right. Yeah. We shall see. We shall. See, we shall. See, we shall. Thank you, Claudia. Also, love is officially dead with our next story. I just want everyone to prepare for this terrible news that Olivia, Giannulli, and Jacob Alordi have broken up. I know. Um, Olivia Jade Giannulli and Jacob Alordi have reportedly called it quits after a few months of enjoying each other's company and being like so cute and candid in his sweatshirts and in his socks. The pair enjoyed spending time together, says a source, um, but ultimately didn't want to be tied down to one another. Olivia is now single and having fun, quote, and quote, living it up with her friends, while uh, Euphoria's star Jacob Elordi is, quote, completely focused on continuing to build his acting career. Quote, he's not looking for a serious relationship at the moment, but he added that the couple hung out earlier this summer and are not currently dating. So I feel I just feel like, like you don't have to delegitimize the whole relationship just because you guys broke up. And now you need to be like, we were never dating. Like, do you understand that for some of us, this is all we had? Like, For some of us, this is life or death. Yeah, like you don't have to shit all over it. Okay, it didn't work out. Don't say like it was never that serious. Yeah, like, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Even if that's true. Like, uh, I don't think there was one person out there who wasn't like here for this relationship. So just let us live at the dream still. Let me just say this. Even though I loved the two of them together, the vibes that I get from Jacob Elordi is that he's like really serious and like is obsessed with acting and art Ugh. and like kind of boring for someone so hot. And his mom. Yeah, it's like annoying. <laughs> so um, 
in a way, while these were two were so perfectly matched in terms of like looks and also like careers and vibes, I think on a personality level, like I think Olivia Jade is a good time gal. I think she's really fun, funny. Um, and I think he's like takes himself really seriously, almost to a fault. Like I could see him just like going to the movies, you know, on a date and like crying afterwards. No, and like bringing a notebook and a pen. Yeah, like he's kind of like a downer, but I think he will have a very long illustrious career. Mm -hmm. But I think I think he's probably not like the most fun person on the planet to date. Like I don't think he goes out to clubs. I've actually never seen him at a party. Like yeah. I agree with a that. A restaurant. I think Olivia's like living life and, you know, right. he's focused on his craft. And that's like, is love enough? Is being so good looking and suited for one another and cute enough? Like, no, not if you have different interests, not if you have different priorities. No, but I do think this relationship was great because it brought Olivia Jade like into this young Hollywood kind of social circle. And I'm very, I'm excited. I'm thrilled. I'm overjoyed to see where this journey will take her. Who will she date next? Like, of course, Austin Butler comes to mind because Kaya Gerber of it all used to date Jacob, now dates Austin. There's just this kind of pool of very young, very good looking, very successful. I would throw like Zendaya in there, like really um, like a fabulous but she's crew. she's wiped and up. But I, I, know, I hear I what you're saying, yes. But she used like was spotted with Jacob Elordi. Like they're all kind of connected. And now Olivia's in that crew. And I think it's very exciting for her potential new suitors. And I'm excited it is to, exciting. Look, to see. I'm going to add her to the list. I'm going to add mm -hmm. Jacob to the list. And let's see if there's anyone on there that we already think okay. would be good for her and age appropriate. Because I believe she's about 23. Chris Evans. Too old. Uh, Sean Mendez. Done. Done. Okay. Signed, sealed, delivered. That is cute. That is cute. And age appropriate. I think he's like 28, 29. Yeah. Great. Maybe Jacob Elordi and... Ad oh, no. Addison Ray is like in a really serious relationship. I don't know With why Omer. she's on this list. Uh, yeah, that's a good call. I just love her. I want to put her on every list. Me too. And like I'm really feeling for her. I know you're not like totally abreast on what's going on, but her father needs to... He's continuing uh, to make waves. And he was just recently... I saw a picture of him making up with this girl... And she's like this influencer. Her name is Ava Louise. She like was the one who licked the toilet bowl at the start of COVID. Okay. Remember? Okay. She's also the one who like made up the rumors about Kanye West mm -hmm. and Jeffree Star. Like she's like a professional troll and she's has had like public beef with Addison. She's like kind of like, I think bullied Addison online. And now her dad is like making out with her. Like he's, I could vomit. After she licked, a to after she licked the toilet. I could vomit. No, he's really like being a complete disgrace. And and we, I've, I think everyone has always had a weird feeling about him, the way he kind of rode his daughter's coattails, like under the guise of protecting her. Like, yeah, I'm going to move to L.A. with you to protect you from this it's evil It's very Hollywood. Colonel Tom Parker. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he was stealing from her, honestly. Yeah, for, for sure. I just, I love Addison. I miss her. I, she's having an amazing time in Italy, it looks like. I hope that she I saw she was in Tel Aviv. No way. I think her boyfriend, because then I was thinking, why is she in Tel Aviv? Her boyfriend's name is like Omar or Omer, which kind of gives like Israeli vibes. Yeah. Maybe he's Israeli. Is Omer, so he was the drummer for MGK or no, Travis? I have literally no idea who this man is. Okay, no, he's a, he, not a drummer, sorry, but he's in the band with one of them. No clue. But they're on tour to this and man. Omer's in Italy and Tel Aviv with Addison. I have no idea. Hmm. Makes you think. Okay, well, um, 
thinking of Olivia Jade and Jacob Elordi. Oh, and I just wanted to go on a tangent because it reminded me just talking about like prominent young male actors. When after we watched Elvis, I was we were doing some more deep dives and I was reading articles about all the people who were up for the role. Obviously, we know Harry Styles we really mm-hmm. wanted the part. Boz was like, "No, it's Austin. You're too Harry for this role." But also who auditioned for the role and was close to getting it was Miles Teller and Ansel Elgort. And even though Austin Butler was perfection and the role was meant for him and it was meant to be his, like I do think Miles Teller would have done an incredible job. Does Miles sing? I could see him carrying a tune. I could see it. Okay, because I think that's important. That was like a a fun fact about Austin Butler that I didn't know. Um, And the thing, let me tell you why Austin Butler was perfect for it. And the only reason I don't know if Miles would have been good for it. Part of the reason why Austin Butler was so good is one, because to most people, he's a nobody. So his face was totally unrecognizable and you could really see him as Elvis. Miles is the biggest movie star in the world currently. Secondly, Austin Butler had literally nothing going on. He was able to study Elvis for three years because he was pretty much an out-of-work actor. Miles Teller is booked busy on the books. He couldn't just like, be a recluse. And he has like a wife and a family. Like he couldn't just, you know, fall off the face of the earth for three years to study all of Elvis's hand gestures and facial mannerisms. Only someone with no life could have done that like Austin Butler. And now it paid off for him in spades and he will have a life moving forward. He's got a girlfriend. He's got all these things now. But before that, he was like a nobody with no life and it was perfect. That is a very good point. I agree. I just, I actually think that if you did him all up, Miles Teller actually looks more like Elvis than Austin Butler. But that's fine. And also, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure at the time, like Miles was bummed to lose the role, I imagine. You know, it's the role a million girls would kill for. But I think at the same time that this was being shot, so was Top Gun Maverick because they're out around the same time. And like Miles was meant to be on the beach in Top Gun Maverick. So I'm sure now he's like, everything happens for a reason. Like I was meant for this. But it's nice for Miles to know that no matter how it went, like he was going to be topping the box office charts no matter what. Yeah, no, it's nice to see everyone got what they wanted. Yeah, because it's the one they got. Good, because it's the one you got. Wait, also, also do you remember do you remember Wait. when oh. Austin Butler was in Australia in the beginning of filming this movie? He had just broken up with Vanessa Hudgens, and then he was spotted like canoodling with Olivia Degange, who is Priscilla in the movie, and she's also from the society. She spoiler alert makes the poison pie. And I don't know if I realized at the time that she was gonna be Priscilla. And like so they were actually getting romantic while they were filming, which I think gives the movie even An more. Extra- of a je ne sais quoi. But of okay. course, if Austin Butler, Butler is method acting, he has to romance Priscilla. Wait, can I tell, so true, by the way, can I tell you who also popped into my mind as like a potential um, good, like maybe at, at a certain point in time, he would have been good. I don't think he's tall enough, um, but I think like, maybe like if the movie had been made five or six Zac years Efron? ago, Zac Efron would have been a great, He's so musically talented. Um, he's such a good dancer. Um, and he can carry a franchise. Now I think he might have aged out of being like a good candidate. But he definitely comes to mind as someone who, his name was definitely like tossed in for even a brief moment. I I love Zac Efron. Like I always have, the more time that passes, I love him more and more. I love his projects. I love his career. He doesn't have Elvis's build. And for that reason, like I don't think I could see it. 
But I just watched trailer for the new movie he has coming out called The Greatest Beer Run Ever. Yeah. And it looks so good. And I just love Zac Efron. I I love Zac Efron too. He's so talented and this movie looks so good. I can't wait to see it. He's a P-jom of all P-joms and I have nothing but respect for him, especially after what he did with Greatest Showman. Yeah. I just love him. I could talk about him all day. No, me too. Maybe we should do a Patreon episode all about Zac Efron. I would love that. I would love it because I just need to be reminded of all of his good work. Yeah. Are you ready for our fifth and final story that's like really crazy? Okay. Aubrey O'Day has been accused of photoshopping herself into uh, influencers' Bali photos. Belief with this story. I saw it on TikTok. Somebody had all the side-by-sides of Aubrey's Instagram versus like the pictures she allegedly photoshopped herself into. I'm obsessed. Yes. Also obsessed with this leading line from page six. Another O'Day, another Photoshop scandal involving Aubrey O'Day. That's funny. So a little over a year ago, the former Danny Kane member announced she was leaving the U.S. to start a new life abroad. She found herself in some hot water for flooding her newly private Instagram feed with allegedly altered vacation photos. The pictures in question, which began occupying space on the singer's grid immediately after her July 2020 move, show the blonde bombshell posing seductively on unbelievably perfect beaches, wearing body-clinging cut-out clothing in lush rainforests, and holding vigorous yoga poses on top of picturesque rocks. According to O'Day's geotags, almost all of the images were taken in Bali. However, social media users aren't buying it. A TikTok user whose name is Sophie believes the pop star went on this vacation around Bali just by just photoshopping herself into pictures. It's truly like every single picture, Sophie noted, as several of O'Day's posts flashed across the screen. I don't even know if she went to Indonesia like at all. (laughs) If you look at the pictures, they're perfect photos. And then Mm -hmm. Aubrey is copy and pasted onto the photo. They are so photoshopped. Like obviously they're edited if she even is on a swing in Bali. But it really looks like she's not. The lighting is so off in these like from the picture of her to the background picture. Like she's not there. Where the fuck is is Aubrey O'Day? It is unclear if she ever actually made it to the airport to go to (laughs) Bali because she did not take these pictures herself. They are all photoshopped. It's like Google Images and then just like Canva Pro put Aubrey in Bali. And this is like one of the most embarrassing things that can happen to a celebrity. Do you remember when Shay Mitchell got called out? And for me, like Shay Mitchell has accomplished so much. I think base her travel line is so successful the stuff is so cute but I will always remember that one thing about her it's like the most embarrassing thing that a celebrity can be accused of yeah I think there's two social media faux pas one taking a picture from google images or from another influencer and like passing it off as you know your own there's a difference between like yes you're posting and be like inspo Inspo. you know I love this vibe like and then you know obviously but acting as if that's where you are when you're not and you're just like home sitting on your couch is yikes and also I forgot who it was who did this when it's like you're on a commercial plane but you're like pretending like it's private oh bow wow (laughs) I remember that too see those things stick with you because it's so embarrassing (laughs) It's mortification at its finest. But the thing is with Aubrey O'Day, like, I don't think her brand is going to suffer that much because I don't think her brand is that special. Yeah, no, I think it's fine. Honestly, it's great that she's 
in the news, I think. But, it's hilarious. But what makes, what compounds this story are the captions. Here's a, here's a quote from, you know, her in front of a green screen. I believe if we embrace complexity and its layered conflicting existence, we become more free. Free from manipulation, free from needing to control others' behaviors to make us happy, free from the stories we make up to explain the things that do not come simply. Mm. Most of the time, there's no clear answer. Mm. Here, wait. Clarity is in the complexity. Put that on Canva Pro. The quicker you desire and embrace this idea of clarity versus viewing it as a singular destination, the closer you will get to flowing in your natural current. Okay, so when I, when you look up word salad in the dictionary, this is it. Like that's just a bunch of words put together that mean zilch, Nothing. zero, nada. 100%. Like these are like celebrity buzzwords. Like peace, complex, construct, layer. The closer you will get to flowing in your natural current. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> Seriously. I don't know, but I want to flow in my natural current. You know what I think I'm going to do this weekend? Flowing flow in my natural current. Yeah. I love that for you. I think you'll really find clarity in the complexity. <laughs> Anyways, um, Aubrey, this is so embarrassing. You are, wherever you are, Aubrey, I, I thank you for the joy that this story has brought. Where in the world is Aubrey O'Day? Love Literally, her. like, did she ever go to Bali? This no. off the grid life. If she went to Bali, she would at least have her own photos of Bali that she could put herself into. That's something. But when people can find, you know, the original photo, the influencer who you superimposed yourself, like this is a whole new level. It's just so unreal and insane. And it's so dumb because she's geotagging the locations that these other influencers have posted at. So it's really not hard for people to find the original photo that she copied. Yeah, I'm surprised no one put this together sooner. Like, I guess there are some people. I don't think people wake up every day and think about Aubrey O'Day. No, but like if some, like if Kim Kardashian posted one of these pictures, people would be like, girl, you photo, like she can't even post a picture and swap out Stormy for True. And people like match up the outfits and they're like, the lighting on this one is off. Like she wasn't actually there and they were right. You know, if she really superimposed herself into a destination, she was not out. But. Well, that's the difference between Aubrey O'Day and Kim Kardashian. Seriously, like nobody cares about Aubrey O'Day. <laughs> and that's why it took weeks for people to realize she never went to Bali and all of her photos were no, fake. But it's like over a year if it is started in June 2021. Okay, so like that's further proof <laughs> of how irrelevant she is, honestly. And that's that's really sad, honestly. That makes me sad. <laughs> Maybe it was, if I was Aubrey, this is how I'd play this. If Aubrey's PR is listening, like I wanted to see like how, I wanted to show how fake social media is and it, from the pictures to the caption is fake too. And nobody called it out for over a year. And that's on you guys. And you and, guys are fools. Yeah. And she'll say like, I've actually been filming this whole thing for, for a, like documentary. a documentary. Yeah, yeah. And then the documentary never comes out. But like nobody remembers. It was a social experiment. Right. Yeah. Welcome. Um, so those are the fast five. It is Monday, which means we're doing Unburden Yourselves, which is our Monday segment where people write in embarrassing things that happened to them in the last week. And we just kind of help alleviate that burden. We're going to take it on for you and you can officially set it free. Um, so anything from work to friends, anything you can write into Unburden Yourselves at gmail.com. It's Unburden Yourselves at gmail.com. I don't know if they and understand. It was Unburden Yourselves. <laughs> And it is brought to you by Upside. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. That's why we have started using Upside, an incredible app for anyone who talks, who, anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, we are earning cash back thanks to Upside. The app is so easy to use, and it doesn't have this like too-good-to-be-true element. Like It really 
works like a no-brainer. You'll get all this cash back and you can use it on anything. Personally, I'll probably use it on food, but like it's up to you. <laughs> to get started, download the, fr- download the free Upside app and you can use our promo code TMT5. That's TMT, the number five and get five dollars or more cash back on your first purchase of ten dollars or more next you can claim an offer for whatever you're buying on upside check in at the business pay as usual with a credit card or debit card and just get paid in comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs you can earn three times more cash back with upside they are earning users more than a million dollars a week they have a 4.8 star rating on the app store it is a no-brainer for you it is easy get cash back have your money work for you and it's just like a premium experience without you having to do much, which is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Download the free Upside app and use promo code TMT5 to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code TMT5. All right. Ready to unburden some peeps? Ready. Hello, Jackson Claude. A few weeks ago, I took the bar exam. The testing center was far away from my house, so I had to stay in a hotel. The whole two days were really stressful and overwhelming, to say the least. At the end of the day, I went to go get dinner and went back to my room. I was looking at my phone, so I didn't pay attention to where the elevator got left me off. So I went to what I thought was my room, and I tried to use my room key. It didn't work, and instead, a woman opened the door and looked at me confused. If it was any other normal time, I would have apologized and realized that I was on the wrong floor. But because I was so unwell from the stress of the bar exam, I thought that she was in my room. I legitimately argued with her that she was in my room. She said, said she wasn't and shut the door to which I knocked again and again and told her she was in my fucking room. She then closed the door on me and I heard her say to someone in the room, some girl thinks this is her room. What the fuck? Eventually someone waiting for the elevator nearby overheard, asked if I needed help and then explained what floor I was on. I was so embarrassed and I cannot stop thinking about it. Ooh. Here's the thing why you don't need to feel any sort of like stress about this. You'll literally never see this woman yeah. again. That's why hotels are great. You know, Everyone is just a stranger passing in the night. Literally, you'll never see this woman again. Don't think two, two thoughts of it. But you've also gifted this woman. Like, everyone has a funny story about a hotel. Like, Ben one time at a wedding. There was another guest at the wedding named Ben Soffer, but spelled S-O-F-E-R. We were all staying at the same hotel. Ben's flight was delayed. We're all at the Shabbat dinner for the wedding. Ben goes into Ben and Mira Soffer's room, takes a shower, um, gets out of the shower, goes into the bathroom, on the counter, it's like all these cosmetics, but like for like an older woman, they're they're an older couple. And Ben knows like my makeup. He, I have the same kind of pouches that I bring with me. And it's at that point that he realizes naked um, while in this other person's bathroom that he's in the wrong room. Thankfully, we were all at um, the Shabbat dinner. Nobody saw it. But every, and by the way, anytime we were at the meet and greet in Florida, someone came up. They were like, oh, my cousin, Ben and Mira Safar, like, they, they love know the story. the story. You know they the story. They think it's so funny. So Everyone funny. has a hotel story that like is their drink, like their dinner table story. Yeah. So you gave them that. They should be grateful. You'll never see them again. No harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. Like, yeah, if it were me, I would think back on it and cringe. Like, you really thought you were so right. And it's just funny. Like, you weren't. But it's That's really not a big deal. It's not like you did anything horrible. Aside from arguing, you know, insisting it's your room. It's not like you barged in, you know, whatever. I think it's totally fine. It's just really funny. And congrats on taking the bar. Like, yeah. Don't let that, you know, awkward moment override this huge success in your life. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. That's what we should be saying. Mazel right. tov. There is nothing wrong with that. Like, it's totally fine. It's, it's just fine. like an awkward yeah, thing. But it's it- funny. All right. Second up. Hello, Jackson Claude. Hey. I am mortified and I need to un my burden. Last week in a small group meeting, I had to share my screen to review some content. Uh-oh. 
whenever I, I sh- <laughs> I literally am shuddering at screen sharing is so scary. horrible. Whenever I share my screen, I'm always sure to only share a specific browser or application instead of the whole screen for privacy purposes. During the meeting, I messaged my coworker to vent about someone in the meeting. No. Well, unbeknownst to me, I was sharing my entire screen and the person <laughs> and everyone else in the meeting saw the whole conversation. The worst part was that I was bitching about the person multitasking while I was speaking while I was clearly doing the same thing. The person I was venting about pulled me aside after the meeting to discuss what they saw and was extremely kind and reasonable about the situation. Nothing extremely nefarious was said and I apologize profusely, but I still want to crawl into a hole and die. In these situations, you have to think about how much worse it could have been. You could have said, this fucking ugly wench and her disgusting, smelly breath. Like, the things you really think of her. Thank God you were only complaining about, like, something kind of fair. Yeah, like, you felt disrespected. Yes, it could have been so much worse. And honestly, if it was any worse, like, you actually would have to leave the company. This is That would be so horrible. horrible. I'm in so much pain. But you know what? You were just, like being like a, a workplace Karen like she's multicast whatever it's fine it's not a big deal it's fine it could have been worse and I just need we all need to use this as an opportunity to learn from this yeah. because if you're listening to this episode like this cannot happen to anyone ever again let us it won't be a mistake if the hundreds of thousands of millions of people listening right now learn from this and we all double check when we're sharing our screens yeah, and when our screen is being shared, like don't be doing anything, anything else. No, Have, even, even if even e- if you only shared Chrome, yep, you yep, should make yep. sure that email, message, Slack, everything is shut down until your share is off. Yeah, like, no, I don't, don't do anything that you wouldn't share. Don't do anything that you wouldn't want the whole room seeing. If in that meeting, if at any point in the meeting you are screen sharing, because obviously one mistakes happen, but two, sometimes technology gets a mind of its own, and yep. all of a sudden. Your texts are on the TV. So if you are ever screen sharing in a meeting, please let this be a lesson. Do not do anything else. All you think about is everyone seeing all of the things on your computer during the meeting. Thank you. A hundred percent. And so let to this, this girl that this happened to, you, to. It could have been worse, but everyone listening, take this as a warning. And for the person that this happened to, we need to thank you for giving us cause to issue this warning. So thank yeah. you. You've done us a public service while it could have even been worse for you. So at the end of the day, everything's okay. You've done a great service to your fellow toasters and we are in, in your debt. Mm-hmm. We are. Okay. Hello, Jack's Claude, Raz and Strass. And you're saying this one is more onerous than the last one. Oh, Claude, I don't know if I can handle it. This one's pretty bad. Okay. Over the weekend, I dragged my boyfriend and some other friends to go to a strip club with me. I had never been to one, and honestly, I just wanted to check it out. Yeah. We had so much fun, and the girls were so nice. When we, had, when we had first gotten to the club, I had taken a cute, like, aesthetic Instagram story picture of the ceiling lights, and I added a location sticker. A few hours later, I pulled my phone out, and I realized that I accidentally put my cute strip club picture on my company's Instagram story. I manage it, I have access to it, and I posted it instead of on my personal Instagram. My boss thought it was funny, but I am still mortified. Please help unburden this extreme screw-up. Sincerely, a social media manager who will now double-check which account she posts anything to for the rest of time. Again, these are things that have to be learned the hard way. I have worked in, before this, I worked in social media many times and I, I had, you know, run-ins like this. It was only a few seconds and it certainly wasn't at a strip club, but it has to happen to you in order for it to never happen again. Um, I think some workarounds around this are requesting a work phone. Yep. I don't know if you should really be blending, you know, your private and your 
corporate lives, I think having a separate phone or even like an iPad would really help this situation. I agree. I was going to say separate phone. I mean, it totally depends on what kind of company you work for because I could see a lot of companies like, okay, so the social media manager or the brand voice was out like celebrating women at a strip club. Like, okay, like not the craziest thing ever, but there are some where it would be like really clear that someone fucked up. A fireable offense. That someone fucked up here. So, I mean, as long as you're not in trouble at work, it's not a big deal. Agreed. This is something that needs to be learned the hard way and every social media manager has their story. I mean- this, you always have to think, it could be worse. The person who runs the Pope's Instagram. The person who runs, always think about, if you're ever like in a snag at work, think about the person who liked um, bikini model photos from the Pope's Instagram. But he was obviously just doing it on his personal or on his Finsta. So you think you fucked up at work? You've never fucked up at work like that on a global scale where there was a full investigation from the Vatican as to who liked the photos. So you know what? Could be worse. Could be worse. And again, we will use this as an opportunity to issue a warning to all the social media managers out there who have all their accounts on one phone, who do like to go to the strip clubs and take aesthetic photos of the ceiling. At least it was like an aesthetic photo of the ceiling and not like you and your friends, like big tits in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Bottles at the club. Yeah. 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 Um, This should be a lesson, but I think it's always really important to remember how things could be worse. And then, of course, when you zoom out from the perspective of the Big Bang Theory, this is nothing. Nothing. You guys are going to be okay, all of you. I appreciate you sharing your burdens. Um, We can And you should be grateful to your boss, by the way, because like she didn't make a big deal of it. So therefore, it's not a big deal and we can forget about it. Yeah. And now collectively, we all can release these burdens into the ethers. They are no longer going to weigh us down. We start this week with a fresh slate, a tabula rasa, go forth and prosper and learn from these mistakes. That way they are not mistakes. And now that you are done listening to this episode, today is the premiere day for the very first episode of Good Guys. Josh Peck and Ben's new podcast, Good Guys, which is available everywhere. Their first episode just dropped. It's called Teetering on Diabetes, and that should really give you like a good sense of what the episode includes. They also tried to do some pop culture news, and like I was crying. Ben literally, they were talking about the royals, and Ben literally thought Prince Charles was dead. He knows nothing. It was so funny. The episode is great. It's available now wherever you get your podcasts. So we hope you enjoyed this one. We hope you'll enjoy that one. I think you'll enjoy all of them. And we're going to get you through the day till we're back tomorrow morning for Tuesday. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an incredible Monday. Rides, grind, and we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Bye.